0: welcome to the clean slate with your hosts daniel garza and carson phillips providing you with movie news reviews and more sit back relax and don't forget to go to the concessions to get your popcorn and drinks for your entertainment this is the clean slate podcast
1: thank you for that wonderful introduction justin i'm carson i'm here with uh, the beautiful daniel garza
0: I love how we just transitioned from you doing the intros, or like from me doing the intros to you doing the intros, and now me doing the outros.
1: Is that what we've been
0: doing? I don't yeah. even know what we do. Yeah, no, I'm not like mad about it. It's just funny, the way that we switch. I feel up. like we
1: just go off of mood. Yeah, pretty much. We used to be more consistent. Anyways, it's fine. We're not a very consistent posca- po- poscast, pos-cast. <laughs> podcast. 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 Um, podcast. Yeah. So today we watched. The classic, very well-known, The Shining. Yep. Directed by Stanley Kubrick, based off of the novel by Mr. Stephen King. And Daniel hated it.
0: I did not hate it.
1: So, please comment below why you hate Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Just gets super, like, super messy in the comments. In third grade, Daniel stole my cheese sticks.
0: Okay, so guys, The Shining came out in 1980. It stars Jack Nicholson, none other than, and also Shelley Duvall.
1: This was her last role for a long time. Really? in fact. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick was a jerk. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. So let's just
0: read the log line. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future.
1: Ooh, spooky. Anyway,
0: um, Carson, do you want to fill them in on the just the intro the to this? Yeah, the plot.
1: Yeah, I can give you guys a little background. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie and you like... Horror films, you need to pause this podcast and you need to go watch it because it's like it's iconic, so you need to see it. Um, And I don't think you'll be disappointed. Or if you're a Kubrick fan, you need to watch The Shining because it's one of his best works. It's not his best, but one of his best. But, anyways, basically, the setup for this is we got Jack Nicholson, his wife, and his son. And the son is definitely like a little troubled. He has an imaginary friend where he changes... How does he do his voice? Red Rob. That's Red how he does Rob. it. He sounds Red, creepy. Red Rob. Doing... Tony, I think, is his he, name. He kind of sounds meant. like the exorcist, to be honest. Yeah, he sounds scary. Um, And then, yeah, his wife is kind of flighty, a very anxious lady. Yep. D- clearly disturbed. They kind of hint that uh, Jack Nicholson's character is a little bit potentially abusive they don't really show that they just kind of hint at it yeah but anyways he's a a wannabe rider and he signs up for this job to take over this ski lodge kind of like ski resort place during the winter and it's too expensive for them to keep the roads open so they're basically trapped up there and they're going to be you know maintaining the grounds and doing any minor repairs but basically someone's just there to keep electricity running and all that stuff nothing too crazy and so he thinks, "Oh, I'm going to do some riding," but you know they get cooped up. There's a snowstorm, and supernatural and physical phenomena begin to happen. That's pretty much it. Pretty much. And then it has a very startling last twenty minutes, and then you're that's the movie. So.
0: <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, okay, so let's go into likes and dislikes.
1: You want to go first? Because I feel like you have a lot to say about your no, dislikes. I have a lot to say. I think we'll bounce off okay, of well, each other.
0: So why don't you go with your
1: likes first? Let me hear your dislikes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> We're just totally okay, well, opposite right now. <laughs> for me, I will. Okay. So I'll, I'll say something I dislike first. Oh, just okay. To, you want to do that? Just to get, get it done with. Um, as someone who is a fan of Stephen King, I will say this is not a good adaptation of The Shining, the novel it is there's a lot of changes kind of loses the point of the novel completely and does its own thing which is okay because i do think stanley kubrick is a fantastic director that's not really controversial to say um but yeah then it's nothing like the novel at all like even remotely the novel's amazing though and really for me i had to really separate the two in my head be like they're completely different things uh, the movie is not an adaption, is how I think of it. So, something to keep in mind if you're a big fan of the book. Uh, so, that's one of my, probably my biggest dislike. But, as far as likes go, I think the camera work is phenomenal. Yeah. I think the set design is fantastic. There's lots of cool behind-the-scenes stuff with how they did the set design, how they built this place and made fake rooms and fake walls so the camera can, like, literally pass through the wall for some of these... Um, longer takes that look amazing. And this is where Daniel's going to disagree with me, but I think Jack Nicholson gives a great performance. Um, I've also seen some people that didn't like Shelley Duvall's performance, but I actually think it works.
0: Yeah. Um, I actually like her performance I, better than Jack Nicholson's.
1: I mean, she seems very frantic and very like skittish, which I think is the point. A lot of people don't like that, but I do know for a fact that the director of the film was basically emotionally abusing her during the filming of this movie hmm. and she was like unsettled enough after this that she kind of took a break from being in movies i think recently she had a has a movie coming out oh wow um but yeah so that's kind of a kind of an interesting side part there is you know stanley kubrick legend but also jerk so that's something to keep in mind Right. um well, i know well you know the scene where she's being like chased up the stairs yeah, and he's like has the bat. They, yeah, there was like a hundred and something takes for that one scene. Oh my god! Just because he didn't think she was freaking out enough. Um, was it worth it? Uh, probably not, because I feel like they probably got it on the first take, <laughs> because that's usually the case. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff like that that went on behind the scenes. But yeah, I love this movie. I think it's scary. It's definitely iconic. It's been referenced a lot. I just. If you've seen the new Cars TV show on Disney+, Plus, they literally reference The Shining in it, which is weird. But, yeah. What about you, Daniel? Um,
0: okay. So, with my likes, I'll start there. I agree with you on most aspects besides the one. Um, and to be okay. Well, we to know be which honest, one. We know which one. Yeah, we all know which one. To be honest, the camera work is probably some of the best that I've seen like in ever, film. Right? Yeah. It's just, like, there's so many good tracking shots. They all kind of follow along. Um, They really take advantage of the space and make, like, beautiful wide shots. And I love it all. Um, There's actually, I mean, it's so good to where even when he, like, runs into the maze and they follow him throughout Mm. the maze, I was like, oh, this is awesome. But the tracking shots were so good that I was starting to get sick, like, physically. I was like, oh, God, I'm kind of getting nauseous. And you're (laughs) like,
1: oh, no. You know what's? Okay, so since we're on the topic of the visuals, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, like, a lot of the modern horror films that you and I like 100% take a note from this movie's camera work. Yeah. Like, like I was just thinking of, like, Hereditary. So, in mm-hmm. this, they have, like, the model of the maze, and then you see inside the maze. Hereditary yeah. does something similar with the house. Like, it's straight yeah. the same. It's, like, taken from this. So, it's, there's some cool stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: yeah so the the camera work is amazing. I think that's probably the best the 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 score is also pretty good. I like I didn't have any problems with it. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like outstanding to me, but it was decent. and I think the overall story is good. There is a couple of things that just are unexplained. It's ambiguous for sure right. and not that I need an explanation. But I think Mm -hmm. my biggest flaw with it all was I think Jack Nicholson overacts in this so much to where it just doesn't make like even from the even from the first scene he's like yeah. I think, and he has like the Jack Nicholson Joker face on the entire time. I'm like, why is he acting? That's like just this? his face. I was oh, like, why is gosh, he acting Daniel. like he's a demented soul already? Like, have we gotten to? And that's oh, why he's so well, good. Okay, but here's the deal: if my theory is correct, then I think it justifies more within his character, right? Because my- wanna talk about theories? Yeah, let's let's touch on my theory. So, guys, we're at-
1: gonna be going into some heavy spoiler territory, y'all.
0: Yeah, we are. So, guys, if you haven't seen it, go watch The Shining right now. We're about to spoil the uh, ending. If you're
1: sensitive to naked old ladies, and <laughs> don't blind. tell them what they are sensitive. Yeah. Just
0: say if you're sensitive to stuff like this.
1: Um. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> if you're we're gonna- sensitive to nude bodies for like ten seconds. Yeah, then. I dude, I looked away. To be honest, I, it was so gross. I was like, oh, I can't. It's so gross, dude. And um, then the random like bear costume thing. Later, yeah. And you're so, like, okay, then is that this? that also is like, why was that in there? The bear. It's it's, amb- it's ambiguous on purpose. For what? Because it's more mysterious. Because then now people are still talking about. It. There's an entire documentary about the meaning of this movie that's out there.
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, I just think people think it's about the faking of the moon landing. That's people legit think that. I think they're wrong, dude. But we should have
0: prepared better and done like a deep dive into this, a deep slate. Maybe in the um, future.
1: <laughs> but, I have a theory. I like my theory. Okay, what's your theory? Well, yours is newer though. Mine is literally just what the director kind of said.
0: Well, go based off that. I just went based off of what I saw. I didn't like look up anything.
1: So, so you know how there's this whole idea that like you see Jack in the photo at the end. Yeah. And you're like, that's weird. And then he's told by the bartender, oh, you've always been here. You've always been the um, groundskeeper. Mm -hmm. So there's an idea that he's been reincarnated and given this choice of choosing to be evil or not. And he always chooses to be evil each time. And there's no escaping it. And that's like his punishment is forever being stuck at the Overlook Hotel. Hmm. So stuck in like a cycle of death and rebirth. And he always ends up there. Like there's no escaping it.
0: Okay. I... And your idea isn't evidence. too far off from
1: that, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's not. It It's different, but it, I just – I feel like that lacks evidence of being able to be like, oh, yeah, that that exists. Not that we need it to be concrete, but like some sort of hint of that, of reincarnation being introduced to the world.
1: Well, it's just the idea that he's stuck there forever, and it's like he's just – it doesn't matter who he is or when it is. He's still the same person. He just doesn't remember. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And maybe that's why I can see you that. catch like little like glimpses into the past at the hotel. Right. Like that maybe he was there for some of that or experienced some of that. Um, Or you could even, I heard another argument that I kind of like is the idea that he was predestined to always end up there. Yeah. And there's like no escaping it for him. And that like, like they know he's coming kind of thing. But that, yeah, there's a lot of like weird trippy theories yours was that he's dead the whole time is that was
0: so yeah my whole thing was that maybe he's dead the entire time um just because he's in that picture with all of the old people which it's like okay Mm -hmm. if he's in that picture with all the old people it's not like they had it like they got a picture during one of the flashbacks that he was there for because he also wasn't wearing that he was wearing a suit so my theory was that oh he must be dead the entire time right like he's Mm -hmm that i think think that would give more justification to why he's so creepy what
1: if i just thought this what if the whole time he's just crazy like he's just psychotic and so is the little boy and so is the mother like they're all just mentally ill the whole time and it's all in their heads i I would just need like who'd need to see that i don't think you need to i because we technically can assume all the supernatural stuff is in their heads because no one yeah. else interacts with the supernatural stuff except for them three. Okay, but what about
0: the the chef or the the head cook or whatever? He knew that they
1: called um, the sh- yeah, how that he has the shine too. Yeah, or that he called him Doc or whatever. So maybe okay. What if the little boy does have this shine special power where he can read minds and tell the future and stuff? Yeah, and so does the chef. But what if? the little boy can't control his powers like X-Men style and he's causing all this to happen the whole time and maybe the dad's abusive and that's why he's like trying to find a way out from underneath his dad
0: yeah maybe I think even if all these theories aren't true Jack Nicholson was for me no reasonable way to be that creepy from the beginning I could see him building up to that people are just creepy man but also it, there's no reason for it to from the literally first scene Ugh. him be a psychopath already. I'm like, "Well, okay, so what no, is He's great. So, he's so if my theory is right, then great, I love it. But if it's
1: not, then bad job." Well, okay, for for the sake of the movie, let's just say your theory's right then. Then I
0: then think you it's, have no problem.
1: Yeah, then I would I think that
0: would answer the question of why he was acting that way from the beginning. It's like, "Oh, then let's just just say you're right then." Well, because it's not it's not been confirmed.
1: <laughs> it's not supposed to be confirmed. It's supposed to be like open ending. Yeah, there's
0: there's the the my last problem with this movie is all the random uh-huh. things that make no sense really. Like That's why I, I think it's all on work, purpose though. All work, no play, makes make Johnny a, a dull boy or what is it Johnny? That makes
1: sense. Yeah. Wait, why? Yeah, do you 'cause he's just been trying to write all day. Uh huh, which is work technically, right? And it's been tr- it drives him crazy because he can't do it. He's not a good writer.
0: right? But isn't it kind of confirmed that that's all he's been writing?
1: Yeah, because he can't think of anything else. So, so he who's can't do the work because he's not good at it? Who's Johnny? He's referring uh to himself, I believe. But is his name maybe an alter ego? So yeah,
0: well that's the that's the other thing is like where did this Johnny character come from? Or why is he referenced a lot? <laughs> um, Here's Johnny. Yeah, exactly. Like That's such an iconic line, but I'm like, what, what does that have to do with
1: anything? <laughs> He's just naming something. Maybe that's like his version of Tony. That's his imaginary friend. I don't know though. There's probably a million different explanations. Uh, I will say there is a sequel to this that came out recently and I think it sucks and you shouldn't watch it, but that was Doctor Sleep. Uh, it's closer to the the book sequel than this is but yeah it doesn't work as a sequel to The Shining in my opinion yeah despite having a few cool moments I mean it's and McGregor so he's cool but yeah Doctor Sleep I would say go in not expecting The Shining <laughs> as far as, like, greatness goes, but...
0: Yeah. Um, Sorry, my headphones just died, so that's why I was, like, not talking there for a second.
1: No, you're good, you're good. I knew, that's why I was just talking. Okay, good. I
0: was gonna say, that. you're really good at picking up when I'm <laughs> doing something.
1: So something interesting to note is that Stephen King is an alcoholic, or was an alcoholic... Right. ...when he wrote this, and he doesn't even remember, like, some of the plot points. That's why he had to reread it when he wrote the sequel years yeah. later. He had to read his own book, because he's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> There's definitely some kind of subtext here. I don't know what Stanley Kubrick's experience with alcohol is, but there's definitely the idea of, like, the alcohol unleashing his true self. Yeah. um, His more evil self, the more abusive self. So there's definitely some, like, themes that are interwoven in about, like, I guess domestic violence and stuff like that. So there's a lot going on. I think a lot of people could benefit from a rewatch. Like, you'd probably... Find we everyone finds something new every time they watch it. Like yeah, for sure. Tidbits, but
0: yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but just here's the deal: the teddy bear thingy or whatever, blowing the butler or whatever it was, Winnie the Pooh oh, or God. the pug or the pig.
1: Yeah, you want me? You want me to come up with a meaning for it? Or <laughs> no, no, I well, okay, good, because that would be a stretch.
0: It's creepy and it's like, whoa, what the hell? It's really yeah. cool and I liked it. But I'm like, well, it's just so separated from everything that's happening in the movie that it's like, I think for like, me, it's like, pick what's happening. I don't get it. I think for me,
1: <laughs> all this weird stuff, you can easily just kind of blow off as saying like, those are the ghosts of the hotel. Well, then I would love to find out what the go- like the reason that ghost is in this hotel. In the bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Things can go wrong, man. The creepy, Things can go the wrong. The bathtub creepy scene is insane.
0: Like, I think that was a perfect way That's to so do good, that.
1: Dude. Like it's so good, dude.
0: Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, whoa. And then you're like, oh. And then I could not, like,
1: I had to look away. I was like, I can't watch this. This is Really crazy. good practical effects, I think. I yeah. don't know. Actually, was that just an actual old lady, you think? Yeah, I think so. But they made her look gr- really gross. Yeah, disgusting. Like, like, definitely, like, a corpse yeah, more than an old lady. And then, okay, also the so. blood. What is the purpose of the blood?
0: Bro, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah, we should have done our homework on this episode.
1: <laughs> I don't think we need to. I think sometimes it's better just to experience something and be like, wow, that was creepy and not know why. Because that's kind of like real life. You know, every now and then you have an experience and you're like, why did that happen? That was creepy. And yeah, you don't know if there's probably like, no reason. When
0: when I think of creepy movies and horrifying movies like Suspiria. Like everything in there is in there for a reason. And everything some of it <laughs> builds very well together. For the most part everything in there is like you know why that's in there.
1: There wasn't See I don't think I don't think they in this. I don't think their intention is for you to know, you know? Yeah. Anyway, okay, but overall, I love the movie. I don't want that to get
0: lost in the woods here. Like, I would pr- probably watch this again. It's an eight. Next Halloween. I would give it an eight out of ten. It's really good. I'd go to four and a half out of five. And the so last there, thing. Is it like a nine? <laughs> last thing I'll say is my favorite is when, first of all, his son is like a genius when he backtraces his steps and then, like, finds his way out of the maze. Oh, yeah.
1: Super smart.
0: And then Jack Nicholson just I dies would just in die. the maze. Well, what's funny is he died in a stupid looking way. He wasn't like frozen. He literally froze like I thought he was Jim Carrey. (laughs) And I've seen that meme of his face thousands of times, and I never knew what it was from until the other day. Yeah,
1: that's super iconic. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, you should go watch it. Honestly, like if you're adverse to horror films, you could probably – I don't think this movie is so scary that it will – No. I think there's something you'll like about it, you know there's that one scene that's scary and that's really about it the, yeah there's it's not a really particularly gory film by no. any means I mean uh, besides all the blood blood, but yeah but I wouldn't call that gore Guys, you can follow us on instagram at at the clean slate underscore podcast. we have our regular podcast, uh Instagram accounts as well but also we're we're going to do some limited t-shirts soon uh we just need a head count, let us know message us dm us whatever call us let us know your size if you're interested we're gonna try to make something really cool for the halloween marathon and yeah we have what one more episode left of our 80s series and then we'll be jumping into the 90s yes sir so get ready get excited next week we will be covering blowout starring john travolta and outsiders the other one oh outsiders so give those a watch and yeah we'll see you guys next week That's a clean slate.